0: Comic Book Tales is an immersive comic book experience for the new or lapsed comic book fan. I take a closer look at the comics that shaped my childhood and influenced my adulthood. Comic books are an amazing entry into another world and even provide the pictures to complete the fantasy. Join me for a new Comic Book Tales adventure. Hello and welcome to another issue of Comic Book Tales. Today I'm going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're one film away from completing Phase 2 of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And if you're not familiar with the phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, let me review them briefly. Uh, Phase 1 was Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, The First Avenger, and Marvel's The Avengers. So that went from May of 2008 through May of 2012. Phase 2 was Iron Man 3, Thor, The Dark World, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and the final one, Ant-Man. And that covered May of 2013 through July of 2015, so uh, about six weeks from now. So we're almost through phase two of, of this Marvel Cinematic Universe, as created by the big bigwigs, especially Kevin Feige, uh, at Marvel. So where do we stand? Uh, we're one, ish, one episode away, or one, one movie away. Where do we stand? Has it been a good thing? Has it been a bad thing? Has it been something you, you wish was different? So I'm going to give you my perspective, simply because it's my perspective, and, and I'm entitled to it, and you can certainly um, take, your, take your feeling about how you want it to be. So if we look at Phase 1, so it introduced Iron Man, it reintroduced The Incredible Hulk, Remember, there was a movie prior to that that um, by Ang Lee that really didn't do that well. So it reintroduced the Hulk. Iron Man 2, Thor, introduced Thor, introduced Captain America, and introduced the Avengers. So only one sequel, technically, in there would be an Iron Man 2, but the Hulk was technically a sequel as well. So it introduced the main characters of the Avengers, which was the purpose. It got us um, Nick Fury. Uh, introducing S.H.I.E.L.D. in the uh, end credits. So that was Marvel's way of... And that was really somewhat new from a Marvel standpoint, from a movie standpoint, to put those end credits where there was something at the end that you had to stick around for, uh, to understand what's coming up. So that's important because it, it's, it changed movies and how we perceive. So now people will stick around at the end of the movie to see if there's something at the end, especially of our Marvel movie. Not every movie does it. Most don't still, but Marvel movies, that's key. So, it was a good introduction with Iron Man. I think Iron Man 1 gave us a good introduction to the history and the story of Iron Man. Iron Man 2, a little weaker, but still okay. The Incredible Hulk, you kind of had to have seen the first one to understand the second one. If you weren't familiar with the Hulk himself, but all in all, not, not an awful movie. Thor gave us an introduction to Thor. Captain America, the first Avenger, again, gave us a good introduction. And Marvel's Avengers pulled it all together. So we had the pieces, pulled them all together into one fabric, meaning the Marvel's Avengers were S.H.I.E.L.D., Nick Fury, all the main characters. And even so, you saw uh, the Black Widow in Iron Man 2. You saw um, Hawkeye in Thor. So it did pull all the main Avengers into one movie. Uh, that you pulled from the disparate parts. So that was a good thing. So we get into part two, okay, phase two of of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And we get to Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, and Ant-Man. Okay, so we've already introduced these people. So in act two of of a typical play, you introduce the conflict. You bring you introduce the characters in act 1 you, you introduce conflict in act 2 and in act 3 you resolve the conflict so in act 2 iron man has repercussions from the avengers um, ps, uh, PS yeah, sorry ptsd let me say that right ptsd and it plays on him in iron man 3 but at the end he destroys all of his armors Thor the Dark World, same thing. Insecurity, he triumphed in Thor, but he's still got insecurity. He's still got to deal with things that are from his past, and it makes it difficult. Captain America the Winter Soldier, S.H.I.E.L.D. collapses. S.H.I.E.L.D. is infiltrated by HYDRA. So Captain America's has just reestablished himself in the modern world, and now everything's crumbling around him. Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a disparate group. Again, it's more of an origin story, more of a phase one thing. But it it advances the Infinity Stones, Gems, into the mainstream as as well. Avengers Age of Ultron. It definitely pulls all this back together a little bit. It's a little looser than you might have seen in Phase 1 where it's really... The Avengers already existed, so you're not pulling it together, but you're pulling in the the stones from um, Thor the Dark World and from... uh, from the Avengers, first the first Avengers with with Loki and his staff, which happens to be a soul gem in there. So Ant Man, we're gonna have to see where that goes because it really doesn't doesn't necessarily fit with anything we know right now. And it's more of an origin, again, an origin portion. But you got you throw in new characters in to mix it up a little bit in, in Phase Two or Act Two. So we'll see where that stands. Have they done as good of a job in Phase Two as they did in Phase One? I would say no. I don't. I don't believe they have. I believe it's kind of lost a little something. If you listen to my review of the Avengers: Age of Ultron, it they hadn't introduced Ultron prior to this movie, and we're supposed to believe he was this megalomaniac who just simply came to life and suddenly decided to destroy the world. There was no build-up to why that was important. It just happened, and you were supposed to make the logical leap. Uh, there was too many things that you had to accept. ...that hadn't been shown. And I think they did a much better job in the Phase 1 of this universe... ...giving you reasons to to understand that. It it, Phase 2 has felt rushed. It has felt a little disjointed. It hasn't felt... With the exception, I think, of Captain America the Winter Soldier... ...it hasn't felt life-changing. And that's what you want. You want people to have to react to changes. They have to deal with change... ...and be different on the other end. And Iron Man 3 to Avengers Age of Ultron... ...you thought at the end of Iron Man 3... ...he had learned, he had destroyed all his armor... ...but he comes back in Avengers Age of Ultron... he's got all these new armors again. It's, it's almost like nothing changed... ...except it's a different title at the beginning of the movie. That's not good. Um, Captain America... ...there's some nods with the Falcon... ...because the Falcon was introduced in the Winter Soldier... ...but it's it's just... It's just little pieces. It's not enough to catch your interest and It's just like one comment and then we move on. So there's not enough there to make you feel like this is something super important that I need to, to understand. It's like you're making huge leaps and they haven't changed. Thor, the Dark World. Yeah, that's great. But Thor doesn't seem changed when he cuts to Avengers Age of Ultron. Captain America doesn't seem dramatically changed. Iron Man certainly doesn't seem changed. The Hulk doesn't seem changed. Black Widow doesn't seem changed. It, it, Hawkeye doesn't seem changed, except that he introduces a wife, which you think he's kind of a ladies' man. You think he's this, this Lothario, and he's secretly got a wife and a farm off the side, so we're supposed to care now because he's got something magical he needs to um, now protect, and he's really sacrificing by being part of this. And it it's just not... It doesn't make me feel, it makes me feel like I'm supposed to feel a certain way, but I don't, because there just isn't enough oomph behind it. So to this point, now I don't know what Ant-Man's going to look like, and we'll certainly have to look at that, um, but it doesn't feel to me as though Phase 2 was quite as powerful as Phase 1, and maybe that's, you know, let's consider this a sequel to Phase 1, maybe that's part of the problem. Um, Empire Strikes Back was a better movie in many ways than Star Wars more emotionally evocative but Phase 2 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe it's had its moments Uh, we were surprised by Guardians of the Galaxy how successful it was based on the fact that they were D-list characters that nobody really cared about that's important but what are we getting from it? so I I would say Phase 1 you know A minus. Phase two, eh, C plus, maybe if we're lucky. Uh, I think we've really lost something here. Now they can make this up. Phase three can be over the top and can be hugely restorative. But this is the problem with comics as they exist today, and this the Marvel Cinematic Universe is indicative of this. Is that in the early comics, especially the Marvel comics? What separated them from the DC comics or the other independents that were still existing at that point was the fact that they were real people with real problems in real locations. And they had consequences to those problems. And Spider-Man really exemplified that. Um, The original Green Goblin died. Norman Osborn died. Uh, Gwen Stacy died. His parents, Spider-Man's parents, died. Stayed dead. Gwen Stacy stayed dead. The Green Goblin came back, but not as... Norman Osborn, as Harry. But the, the people died and they stayed dead. You didn't see that necessarily in some of the other books. Um, some of the Avengers have died multiple times and come back. It makes it hard to have consequences when there are no consequences. It, it makes it hard to grow as a book or as a comic if you never have dire consequences. We need, ultimately, we need change that lasts. We may not like the change, but it lasts, and therefore it's the new reality. And I think that's part of the problem that I'm finding with the cinematic universe. It's basically what the uh, Marvel comic universe became in the late 80s, early 90s, into the 2000s, where for the sake of a buck, we would just recycle things. We would bring back characters that really nobody cared about or characters that were dead and it was pronounced as dead. Uh, Wonder Man died in Avengers 9. But came back in you know, 152, I believe. So he came back. Well, why did he come back? Well, you, know, you had to have this convoluted thing just to introduce something else. It's it's something that makes it hard to believe it's true. It's like watching a soap opera where the character the characters constantly die, but they, they didn't really die because you didn't see the body, and they, they come back. And it makes it less believable and less entertaining. You know, In the real world, there are consequences. People don't die and come back to life. They're dead. And that's the ultimate thing. You know, the same thing, we talked about this in another podcast, where the criminals get picked up by the, the Avengers and sent to jail, and then three or four issues later, they're back out. They're, doing, they're committing a crime in some other uh, book. Therefore, it didn't really have any consequence. I mean, somebody goes to prison for 10 years, they go to prison for 10 years. In the Marvel Universe, they go to prison for 10 minutes. You know, they're out even before they get booked at the police station. So it, it it seems like it's less it has less weight to it when the the people involved are less affected by the consequences. You know? It 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 has to have more consequence. And that's a problem. When you have got a universe that's this old, you're going to have people you're either gonna have to come up with new characters or you're gonna have to recycle some of the old characters, but you have to make it somewhat believable as to why this happened. And the other issue becomes the Marvel Comic Universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, are taking place over a shorter period of time. So the time doesn't travel linear, linearly like it does in our world. Three years to us might be three months in the, in the comics or in the movies. So we have to recognize that while things have changed for us dramatically since the last time we saw these characters, they haven't changed nearly as much and we have to accept that. And that's not always easy to do and it's not always believable when it happens because we tend to apply what has happened to us should have happened to them. I've changed jobs and I've had a child born and I've bought a house and they're still yucking it up like it was, you know, they're they're 18-year-old kids at a college frat party. That's the problem. It has to, there have to be consequences. You can't build up the drama and then have nothing as the end result Except we go on to the next movie. Now, you know, some some people have complained about the Avengers: Age of Ultron, saying this movie um, seemed designed more for a marketing standpoint and how many toys and tchotchkes and tie-ins we could do versus actually making the movie interesting and done correctly. And, and I think that's that's a legitimate uh, concern. And I think that's something you know, the Hulkbuster armor. What was the purpose? It, it, other than to have a fight, there was no consequence. You know, they weren't angry at each other afterwards. We destroyed some property. You saw cool armor. There was a fight between two good guys. But what was what was the end result? What was the purpose? You know, and I think that's a that's a problem for me. I put a link in the show notes to an article from Geek Dad, which I think gives a good review of Avengers: Andrew, Age of Ultron from a critical standpoint. And I think it's something you should read. There are spoilers, so make sure you, uh, if you want to see the movie and don't want to know what's going on, then you you read it after you've watched the movie. If you don't care to see the movie and don't really care if you are spoiled, then read it beforehand. It it just it's critical of the the whole universe right now and how it's sprawling, and that's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because you got to pull a lot of parts together. You got to have somebody overarching that's controlling all this. And in the seventies, sixties, and seventies, that was Stan Lee. At Marvel Comics, and through sheer accident, did that happen? It wasn't designed originally to work that way. Whereas the Marvel Cinematic Universe was designed from the beginning to be all encompassing, but it's gotten a little out of control. You let some directors kind of go their own way with some things, and while individually it might be fine, as a part of the whole, it makes it's like you got a snag in that cloth, you know, and you got to snip that snag out before it spreads to the rest of the um, shirt or you're really going to ruin the whole shirt. So That's my take on the current state of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm hopeful for Phase 3. I'm hopeful for Ant-Man. It's another character for us to enjoy. Brought from the pages of the comics. I hope it does well. I hope it's a very uh, entertaining sort of movie and I'm hoping this continues into Phase 3. They've got a lot of work to do. Um, Phase 2 with the exception again, Captain America, the winter soldiers really not made me feel wonderful about the direction of this franchise or this cinematic universe. And I'm hoping they can recapture some of the magic from phase one where we were, and maybe we're just really, really excited to see the, the comics on the silver screen and see them in all their glory. And we kind of forgot and gave them excuses and passes for certain things. We'll have to see. Uh, but we'll we'll take that as it comes. So the next coming up next movie is Ant-Man in July, July 17th. So uh, we'll have a review of that shortly after it launches and give you my thoughts. All right. Thank you for joining me tonight. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.